The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen. Well, hey, I'm excited. We just started the show. I'm looking up there at the numbers and boom, we have about 100 people just waiting for the show to start. I love that you love being with us. And I am here today with my girls, if I could call them that, with Bev and Lynette, my team members. They're more on my team and I love everybody, but we just have this thing going when we do these live shows and... Everybody loves the energy. You understand why I love these girls, Bev and Lynette. So they help me with my work and they're going to help me today. But I want to tell you right off the bat that this is Q&A day. And I always go to my team of guides, Sanaya. I always feel them up here for the best answers. So just before we came on the air, I said, let's all get centered. And right away, my lip twitched, which is what happens when my team says, we're here for you. And I thought, but I didn't even ask them to blend with me yet. And they said, and this is why you have felt so dragged down all day. Because yesterday I did a live channeling for charity session online. We had about 650 people signed up to help raise money for care camps, sending kids with cancer to camp. We raised $30,000 from all of you who participated in that, which was Truly amazing. I'm doing a lot of talking here, but Bev and Lynette, you were part of that. Wasn't it awesome? Yeah. You muted it yourself. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized, and I didn't even share it with you all just now, that I never brought my energy back in. I never cleared my chakras. You know, I, I, do it. I did a normal chakra clearing, but didn't bring them in. So I've been just pushing out, channeling through all this energy all day and I'm just, I've been dragging, even Ty noticed it. So I don't know if we'll go a full hour today. We'll give it our best, but I just love answering questions. And obviously the guides are ready to answer mm -hmm. them. So the way we're going to do it is, let me pull up the number here. We're going to take a combination of live callers and people listening on Facebook, people watching on YouTube live. This is November 21st. We're doing this live at four o'clock Eastern. If you're watching it later, you're not live. We're not live. So don't call the number, please. But uh, it'll just go to voicemail. After these shows, I usually have about 100 voicemail messages <laughs> and I don't answer them. I can't answer them. But just to show you how it works, we have somebody on the line already, girls. So I'm going to take a caller first, then we'll get to you with your questions. Okay, so I'm taking a call from Cranberry, New Jersey. And I'm going to... Hey! Hi, Suzanne. <laughs> I, I may ask you to mute your speakers on your on your computer. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. I'm, going into, I'm going into another room. Is that better? It's wonderful. We can... I can... Can you hear Bev and Lynette? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I, yeah. All right. And what is your name? So it's Angel. Hi. Angel, I think you've been on the show before. 
Yeah. You were just waiting, yeah, weren't you? Just waiting. <laughs> I, I, was, I was on about Ayla, uh, probably. And um, I also took a course in Savannah, I think, was last year. Ah, one of my okay. classes in Savannah. Excellent. Well, what's, yeah, so, let's start off the show with an awesome question that will help everybody. Okay. So I do uh, several times a day go into a blissful state, a meditative state, a receiving state, um, and everything I learned from you. And, um, and I wonder, is there, you know, people that just don't get that experiential um, or, um, you know, the evidential, the evidential proof, you know, like a reaching, trying to connect with loved ones and no matter what, you know, level of vibration or uh, frequency that they get to, because I really feel like I get into that totally blissed out state that they just never, um, it's not for everyone. Like there's just some people that will receive that guidance and. Well, let's just, um, let's, Okay, and the guides are already putting insights in my mind. I hear they, they only need to give me one word, and I know, oh, there's the goosebumps. <laughs> I know what they're talking about. They're saying process. And so when, for everybody that's new to my work, what Angel is asking about evidential information is that's what I emphasize when we talk across the veil. One of the ways that we know we're not just making it up, which is most people's question when we connect with loved ones who have passed or angels or guides, that we can ask them for verifiable information that we don't know. And so it's really changed my life to connect with other people's loved ones and get what I call gold nuggets of evidence. But that didn't happen right away. What you're describing is a blissful state several times a day. And I bet that the majority of people listening would say, sign me up for that right? Because we're, we're human and we, we deal with all this drama and you have, you have found a way to, to rise above that for a while and experience something much more close to your true nature, which is as a soul is that blissful state. And I say closer to your true nature because the bliss that we experience while in a body, so I'm told from spirit, is, only in a, is just a little bit of what we experience when we're no longer in a body. So there are the goosebumps again. By the way, goosebumps are my validation from spirit that this is truth. So many of you understand that feeling. So it is a process that we go through of clearing away the clouds blocking the sun that's our interior light, if that makes sense. So if your clear intention is to receive evidence from your connections, you will eventually get there. But what we have to do is learn to trust that what we experience in spite of our intention is exactly what we need in every moment and exactly what we're capable of achieving. So I would say for now, enjoy every moment of those blissful connections. Hold the strong intention that the intention will come, but maybe you just don't need it. But again, it is a process and we're just ever evolving onward and upward. So enjoy the journey. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was just certain people are more gifted to receive those messages. Um, and, and the gifts, the, the guide said just now, gifts come in many packages. So it's not a matter of one type of connection being better then another, look for the gifts. Every This applies to everybody. Look for the gifts in what you are receiving each moment. All right? 
Okay, thank you, Suzanne. Thank you for calling. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm going to turn the phone upside down so I'm not distracted. And we will uh, take the first question. Lynette, let's see. Where's your question coming from? Something somebody sent in or Facebook, YouTube? Uh, this is something that someone just sent me yesterday. Okay. Okay. And if you would speak up, you're just a okay. little softer. Is yeah. there any validity to the theory of the Bible Torah code? If you don't know what that is, it's the idea that there are encoded words within the Hebrew text of the Torah, which I think is the first testament of the Bible, that have predicted significant historical events. Well, if you rewind the video after this one goes live on YouTube, you will see this big lip twitch. As you said, is there any validity? And I saw my thumbs up, which is how I get a yes, right at the same time that my lip twitch. And, huh, and they're saying now that it, they would have to push through my filters of saying, how can that be? Is that true? And I, because I have doubts about that. However, I just got a yes from my spirit guide. So they're saying, may that suffice. And then whoever has a question about that, ask your own guides for greater information. Ask them to lead you to the answers to help you find the code. And I simply don't know enough about it. So I'm not saying no, I'm just not aware of it. And so notice how I'm aware of my own filters, how I'm aware that I have doubts. I'm aware that that would lead to possibly an incorrect answer to all of you. So I go with the system I trust, which is a lip twitch that I can't control, an instant yes or no from my guides, which was a yes in this case, listening to follow-on guidance, and we're just going to leave it at that for now. So just showing you how one way you can trust the information that you get. Thank you, Miss Lynette. Bev, how about a question from you? Maybe? Yeah. Okay, um, I've got one on YouTube from Sarah, and actually the same question um, showed up last night and didn't get answered. So, oh, God, we, um, we Sanaya answered questions during the live channeling for charity session last night. That's what Bed is talking about. Okay. <clears throat> um, if there's two spirits on the other side whom I deeply loved, but they did not know each other as humans, would they connect on the other side because of my love for, for both of them? Oh, I actually see this all the time. It's a great question. And there's an absolute yes, because, oh, hmm, was, the guides are just showing right now, when hearts are connected, that's, when, that's how the connection takes place. We are already all connected at the soul level. This is just the deepest truth and what I want everybody to know more than anything, because we are all emanations from the one light. Let me bring out my little disco ball demonstration right now. The, the, we all know the disco ball, right? <laughs> so imagine a disco ball with one light at the center and it radiates out through all of these different lenses, every one of them representing a different soul or a different human there there are like disco balls within disco balls in the multiple realities and so we're all connected by that one light at the source it is our source so right now we're not aware of the connections because we're mostly only sensing through our physical body but once we no longer have the body across the veil 
immediately that awareness of, oh, you know this person from a heart connection. I know them too. And they just recognize the connections. We could go on and on and on just digging into this, but uh, that's the way it is. So understand, even if you have perhaps uh, you were married before and you have that husband passed for in the case of women, that partner passed. And then, or it could be in the case of men, whoever, you have a partner in the past and then you marry again. Well, you love them both and there's not going to be any competition across the veil. There's just going to be this awareness of love and love is love across the veil and here. So there you go. So let's, you can both unmute for a second. I want to say something silly. The more you get into living the awakened way, which is the path we're all doing our best to follow, and that means we understand we're more than human. Now we're all connected by one web, and the creative healing force of the universe is love. That's the awakened way, to live every day, every moment, knowing we're connected. The more you pay more attention to the soul, but we're always aware of our human propensities. And I have to laugh at myself because the whole time I'm talking and I talk with my hands, guess what I'm thinking? This color on my nails clashes terribly with my pink sweat. <laughs> and it's totally distracting me. So I'm really glad I'm not doing a reading now because my human side is getting in the way, right? So the guide said, talk about it, get it out of the way. And I'm going to say, I'm sorry, everybody, that looks terrible. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's human Suzanne. Now we'll just shift and say, isn't that interesting? Isn't right? that interesting? I have a sneaking suspicion there's not a single soul involved here right now that cares. Who cares? <laughs> who cares at all? We have somebody from Chico, California, who probably is not going to care at all and is simply going to be very happy to get through on the line. Hello from California. You're on the show. Hi. Um, I just have a really quick question. May I have your first name? Mary. My name is Mary, Mary. Joy. I'm oh Mary Joy. What a great last name. Joy is what we call source. Yeah. Mary, yeah, what's your question? Too. Okay. Uh, well, after my boyfriend died, I went on this huge quest, obviously, like you. And I've been watching Gaia a lot. Um, and there's several shows where channelers are channeling um, different entities. And I I'm not sh quite sure how to put it into the right phrase, but she was talking about how some entities on Earth are trying to keep the the lower fourth dimension in a, a state so that they 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 reincarnate instead of going up higher to higher vibration to higher levels. I don't know if your guides can talk to that. You want to know if that's really happening? kind of felt like in my heart that that probably is true but it's like how do I get um do I just talk to him and say you know you don't have to stay there keep going up or ah so your ultimate concern is that your boyfriend who passed is right what is your under okay let me tell you that we all have free will and we are right. naturally drawn toward the light and and our always surrounded by love when we cross the veil. So what is your question about what would be holding him back? Well, she, she talked about um, 
that you get up there, you get your life review, and there's a karma thing. But that's really not true. This is what she said. It, okay. Her name was Schwartz. No, 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 don't say the name. I don't want to hear the name. I don't want anybody to hear the name. <laughs> okay. okay. She's an alien or she's somewhere. But anyway. Okay. So I just was wondering, you know, like I have been awakened. So I know that when I die and I go up there, I'm going to be like, hey, I don't have to hang around. I can do what I want to do. But if you die and you didn't know any better and you're just stuck in the fourth dimension. Ah, okay. I, I do know what you're saying. And this is a great fear of many people. May I put your minds at rest? that the many stories that you can all read online and watch videos of people who have had near-death experiences, there truly is this light or sense that draws us to the next experience that we're going to have. I've been told that there are some who just want to hang out here and they just don't want to have a higher experience, but Hey, hanging out with your loved ones is not so bad, right? You know, even if you're in spirit, you're hanging out with them, making sure that they're settling into this new time in their lives. Okay. At any time, they make a choice from their own soul's being to enjoy fully more of the next experience. But see, even once you're across the veil, you don't stop visiting your loved ones. It's interactive. It's our, our the three of us have this friend, Brenda, who passed several years ago. You know about Brenda if you've taken my classes. And she's showing me right now. It's just a back and forth in awareness. It's like lucid dreaming. You realize when you wake up here, hey, I'm dreaming. I, I'm enjoying this dream, so I think I'll just keep it going a little longer. But maybe I'll just wake up and get on with my day. That's pretty much what it's like at any dimension for any of us. So I'm not going to go into whether what that channel said is correct or not. I just want to say that that there are many beings who will lovingly guide someone more closely to that light if it appears that they're just, you know, missing out on a better experience. Let's put it that yeah. way. Okay. Oh, awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye-bye. All righty. Okay. I don't like that word stuck. Our English language keeps us stuck in suffering, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you mentioned Brenda, I remembered that in the two or three weeks after she died, she was telling us, we would say, where are you? You know, like, where are you? And she said, I'm in my house. I'm in my <laughs> house like I've always been, but I don't have to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's heaven. <laughs> I know. And then I remember it was a couple of weeks and she met up with Susan and she was, I mean, she was referencing like other, my stepdaughter, people, other souls that she had seen, but she was hanging in her house. There was a lot going on there. We were having an estate sale. We were planning the service. You know, there was just a lot. So she was just hanging out. Okay. So you mean she wasn't just saying she had recreated her house across the veil. She was hanging out there. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, she said it was clean. It wasn't clean. We were having a massive estate sale. So is there kind of a like a filter, you see the perfection of something here from oh, spirit. Even got the lip twitch there, and the, and the guides say absolutely. But it's it's oh, they say all are simply thought forms. Everything, your house right now, everybody wherever you are, whatever. If you're in the car, look around you. Everything is a projection from one mind. That disco ball again. Everything is a thought form. It takes form in your mind, and we think it's solid because it goes through these physical senses, but Everything science has shown breaks down to vibration. So yeah, 
So my thought form was, oh my God, I got to get this estate sale going for her son and to get rid of her stuff. Um, and her thought form was, oh, my house is as perfect as I always wanted it to be, but we were in the same spot. Yeah. 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 Wow. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see, you have a question to pass along, Lynette? I have, I have one that just, yeah, it's from Facebook and it just, I think it's a good time to ask this question because a lot of people, you know, during the holidays may feel alone. Oh. And it was from someone whose name I can't pronounce because, but I think it might be Shoshitl. Um, it's X-O-C-H-I-T-L. Oh, and wow. it was just, just who, who watches over me? Who in particular watches over me? And I think that would go for all of us. Okay. So I'm going to tune into the guides for this one. I'm sure there are multiple answers to that. Who watches over each of us? Huh. The guides say, the guides say it is a human desire to be watched over that arises from those earliest moments when you were held in the arms of love, be that a mother or a surrogate mother or even a nurse your moment of birth, a feeling of being cared for. And so at the deepest level, the answer is the universe watches over you. The universe being joy and joy source, this one light, which is your source, holds you in its arms in a variety of ways through guides, through angels, through loved ones who have passed through the passing glance of a stranger that lets you know you are loved. So it's however love shows up in any moment. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. Ooh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Bev. Wait, wait, hang on. I just heard P.S. It's why you're drawn to programs like this, because you can feel that the three of us here have come to know that this love bubbles up from within. We don't have to seek outside of ourselves anymore for it. And we found that through daily practice of sitting quietly and asking, who am I? And one of the phrases that was so helpful for me along the journey was, Forgive me for ever thinking I was anything less than love. And we're not talking about human love. We're talking about total unity connected with all that is meaning source itself and every way it shows up in the loving ways. So pray that same way. Ask to be shown that love is right here within you and you will know that you're always held in those loving arms. Yeah. Mm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Everything. Yay. <laughs> Every day is a holiday when we get that gift. Mm. How about a question, Bev? Okay. Uh, here's one uh, that shows up on YouTube. Uh, Agnes asks, if we awaken in this life, will we be awakened in our next lifetime? And I guess I would add on to that. Um, will we start at at the same level and go forward in our next life. Okay. Well, what I have come to understand and the guides say, go with that. So it's, it's going to be a mixture of what I've 
learned and what they're giving me right now, so it's fresh, is they're showing me this spiral of evolution of the soul. The soul, your soul, is already whole and complete. But we come into incarnations for the experience, for fresh experiences. But we do bring with us this fullness. And so someone who has had the fullness of experience, a full awakening, can choose not to come back into human form because they may, like Brenda, remain now in the subtle world, if you might call it that, the non-physical world, helping others to awaken. She just held out an apple. Brenda was a teacher, so she loves teaching people. That's her new role. We, she's continuing to go higher and higher in that role. But if we come back here, we come back for filling in the pieces that we didn't get in other lives. So a full awakening, is that truly possible? Yes, it's possible. And then from that state, you choose whether to come back or not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's that's two of you. So we're going to take another caller. So somebody hit that recall, redial button and call again, and I'll do my best to grab it as it rings. I see some voicemails here. Oh, should I put the number up again? Let's do that real quick. Meanwhile, join me for the monthly connection webinars that we do online every month. There's the link. You can find out about joining me live December 13th. We have a caller on the line from Pittston, Pennsylvania. How are you? Oh, uh, Suzanne? Yeah, you're on the show live. Woohoo! Hi. Um, yeah, I didn't know I got through, but um, thank you um, for and taking my call. I, what is your first name? Debbie. 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 Okay, welcome to the yeah. show. Thank you. Um, it, it, this is sort of along the lines of what you were just talking about, I believe. But um, when we do pass on and like... Is it necessary? Do we have to reach a certain level before, if we don't want to come back, we don't have to? Mm. Or is it totally your choice? Or okay. is it up? To Great question. Okay, I wish we could see everybody tuning in right now because I would love to see a show of hands. How many of you just can't wait to come back and do this again? <laughs> <laughs> this is a discussion we have often, you know, it's from the moment you're born, the, the soul is who made a choice to come back is saying, screaming, what was I thinking? <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. And I'm making light of life with full awareness that those of us on the screen right now and you, I'm sure, Debbie, everybody listening has gone through life's challenges. And sometimes we just say, I'm not coming back. I don't want to do this again. And I will tell you that we get to the other side. We get surrounded by that love. We remember who we are as souls, that that experience in life was exactly that, an experience. It was not a punishment. It offered opportunities for love and coming to know greater love through the contrast, through the pain and the pleasure and all of those opposites. We get a respite. And then absolutely got goosebumps. We make a choice again. It is not mandatory. 
It's okay. not okay. mandatory. I do know myself, again, sort of what you're saying, but I do know that I, I often think I won't come back, but if some of my loved ones make a choice to come back, and I were to feel in any way, shape, or form they needed me, oh. I would be here so quick. You, would you know, see? You know what I mean? Like, you see? Um, yeah. My choice is probably not to, but yet if I felt there was someone who needed me, I would be here in a heartbeat if I, if I could, if I had the choice. If, Isn't know, that beautiful? Was, and that's love. That's love. And, and I will tell you that one of the first channeling sessions I ever did over 10 years ago, the guide said that when we do come back, we take on different roles with the soul, same soul family members. And they were saying that whoever pushes your buttons in this life, you get to push their buttons in the next life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine doing that to anybody. I it, kind of, it's um, tongue in cheek, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I can't imagine doing that. But That's like, nice. It seems to be such a, a a different contrast to like the way I am. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm kind of like more the type person that's there for people, but um, you know, and I kind of accept their whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever they kind of dish out. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, pushing um, buttons is quite different from being downright nasty, and we never ever come back to do that. We we right. give each other opportunities. We choose lifetimes in which we'll have opportunities to pr practice choosing love, and right. that's right. the bottom line. So, how are we all doing at that? That's the question. Thank you for calling, Debbie. Thank you. Susan. Good. Good question that gives everybody lots to think about. All oh, right. Okay. I'm loving this. I feel energized again. Yay. <laughs> but I think afterwards, I'm going to bring those chakras back in. So if any of you don't know what I'm talking about, we have these seven energy centers that exchange that high spirit energy with our physical body. And we talk about them being blocked a lot. But what about when we do things like share with a crowd of people or go to a big concert and you have all this energy that's out like this? Well, you just kind of bring them back in like this. Just settle everything down and get into balance again. So I am definitely going to remember to do that because see right now sitting in this energy, I feel high and I haven't mm -hmm. felt this way all day. But if I don't balance that, I might carry the lethargy over into tomorrow and I don't want that. So you can learn to manage your energy. It's a beautiful thing. Miss Lynette, how about another question? I have a great question. This is about music, and you and I had this conversation just recently. Do you believe that music can connect us to a spiritual source? Yes, I believe that. Um, and and what if, this is my addition, what if the music itself, like the tones do that, but then the words have a contrasting, like the words are sort of a, maybe the words are sad or okay. something like yeah. that. Yeah, I just sent uh, Lynette a song that I was listening to while working out and it, oh, the chords, the tones and notes just sent me. And then I looked up the lyrics and they were, this is a judgment, horrible. <laughs> they were just about, uh, I won't even go into it. It might identify the song, but it was a real downer. And absolutely, the music and the tones were more important than the words. It's a vibrational thing. The guides are saying this right now. And so music absolutely can help or hinder 
your connection with source and you will know which that is. They've done experiments where music by Bach and Beethoven just bring you into a beautiful state of resonance with the soul where headbang and metallic music as entertaining as that may be, as energizing as that may be for people, uh, will leave you feeling off balance. So really pay attention to how the body reacts to music. And as you do that, because music is very grounding, it helps you be fully present in the body. Now go to what emotions does it engender in you? Is it joyous or something else? Big advice for people who are grieving Create for yourself a playlist that will help you feel peaceful and loving. Truly, you're at the mercy of music when you're grieving. And certain songs you know will just take you into that abyss. It's good to feel all your emotions, but really not so positive to trigger those emotions. Some people choose deliberately to listen to sad songs to bring the, bring their loved ones emotions back to them and they end up in a crying jag. That is more, uh, let's see, I'm going to choose the right words here. So I'll ask the guides. They just say it's not the healthiest way to deal with grief. Okay. So feel the emotions, but don't deliberately trigger the ones that are less than soothing through music. Allow music to heal you by choosing those that bring you to that state of balance. Lynette, did I answer the whole question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm also thinking when you mentioned the metal, I'm not a, you know, a heavy metal person, but there's a particular uh, band that I really like called The Who. I'm not sure. The Who, H-U. Anyway, they're from uh, Mongolia. Oh, not the not the old rockers, W-H-O. No, no, not the W-H-O, but the H-U. <laughs> and it's very powerful but it's the feeling i trust that feeling that it's just it's like an upliftment but it's not bach by any means you know but it's still there's an energy of it's a different energy it's like maybe you know root chakra type stuff rather than the more ethereal things um and i don't know what they're saying because they're they're singing in whatever language they <laughs> speak in mongolia so maybe it's just individual how oh it will absolutely be individual that's why i absolutely recommend that you listen to your body and see how that feels. Yeah. I had a wonderful Mongolian woman and her daughter in my classes. She gave me a gift from Mongolia. It was, yeah, she gave gifts to all of yeah. us, I believe from Mongolia. Yeah. Really cool how we have an international community. Yes. She could probably translate that for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bev, over to you. Okay. We've got a, a couple of uh, similar questions on YouTube about those um, with dementia, when they appear to be just sort of out of it for long periods of time, um, where is their soul? Ah, great question. Their soul is the same place it is when they're present. It's the same place your soul is right now. And in every moment, the soul is. The soul is presence. So it is present. For the soul, there is only here. There is only now. And so it's not as if we separate from the soul. When we come into a body, we are always the soul. So in those moments when a loved one with dementia, anyone with dementia appears to not be present, they are most likely more, the guide said, not most likely, they are more attuned to 
the soul. It's a different state of awareness, a state of consciousness. You might call it an altered state, but simply that there are multiple states available to us at any time. And when the brain, which is a filter of consciousness, is altered in any way, we have different experiences of consciousness. I've been assured many times by my guides and by talking to those across the veil after they passed, having had dementia, that while it appeared that the body was suffering, they were off playing and having adventures in consciousness. All right, good. Let's see. Oh, look at that. I turned it over just in time to take a caller calling in from Illinois. Welcome to the show. Look at that. I turned it over. Ah, and you're going to need to mute your speakers, though, because there's always a little bit of a lag. There. Yes. Hi, Suzanne. It's Bincy. Thanks for taking my call. Bincy. Good to hear from you. Thank you. I have a question for you. So some teachers say that every event that happens in our life, that we have selected that event. Basically, we're calling everything into our lives. And then I think you, Sanaya has said that there are guideposts or major events that are already destined, like our birth, our marriage, kids. Yeah. So I was wondering what, um, so those are two different opinions. Which one do you go with? Obviously, right. with Sanaya. Right. And so everybody listening, you're going to hear different answers from many different teachers, always tested in the heart. And I never proclaim to have the absolute answer to anything. And so we're just going to tune in now. I know what my answer is, but, and it's from hearing from my guides in the past, but we'll get it fresh here. Okay. Whew. Go back to the last couple of programs we did with Dr. Jim Craig talking about the noosphere. It's all about the evolution of human consciousness, which is absolutely changing. And evolution happens moment by moment in this linear world through choices, if all were planned to the minute, most minute detail, there would be no evolution. And so it's our free will choices and our choices for love that help humanity evolve. So they're showing these signposts, mileposts along a highway. They say, stick with that, that there is a bit of a plan. Your soul comes here with a plan, but free will is that wild card where we can either evolve or devolve, but because we are part of a loving cosmos, I'm being shown that we do have help. We do have influences that are keeping us on track. Yay. Okay. Hope for humanity. Absolutely. Okay. That okay. sounds wonderful. So when people say that we are calling these events into our lives, then there is truth in that. Oh, yes, absolutely. In a way, okay. sure. And and we're, we, we even call to ourselves opportunities that are less than pleasant because of the opportunity to experience love and growth. And hang on a second. So girls, Lynette and Bev, what is my daily prayer? Maybe it's yours so, because we might get into these uh, opportunities that are less than present. Let's see how good of a team we are. Our daily prayer is... May, May I, my lessons be as painless as possible. Okay, thanks, Bincy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Absolutely. That was good. That's like singing happy birthday together. We got it. A little bit off key, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Good. This is going well. 
I hope you all are enjoying joining in with us today. We love sharing with all of you. Okay, Lynette. Okay, <clears throat> there is a phrase that you hear a lot in spiritual circles. If you, if it serves the greater good, you have said this a few times, like when people say, hey, can I ask my guides for the numbers to the lottery? If it yep. serves the greater good. Is it possible that the greatest good could be served by ordinary earthly events? As an example, a new father is killed in a car accident. Twin babies and a wife are left behind. That's terrible in human terms. But that father may have been, through whatever twists his life had taken, on a negative path that would have resulted in the children being hurt at some point. So would that death be a greater good? That's a tricky one right there because you that, that example just put a negative spin on it as if that father was taken out as a kind of punishment and we don't want people to see it that way. The answer to that question is yes, that could have served the greater good, but any type of passing can. That's the point. We don't want to ascribe good or bad, give meaning to anything other than that. What are we going to do with what is, with what happens? Let's focus on that. There is no punishment. Somebody is not pulled out because of a trajectory. Everything is a choice. It's what we make of each moment here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Viv, your turn. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is about prayer. Um, for Catholics, does praying um, prayers that we memorize, like the Our Father or Hail Mary, are those prayers heard and do they please source? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, I love that they asked for Catholics. This would apply to anyone, right? Do our prayers please source? That, okay, you're gonna have to ask, remind me of the, are they heard and do they please source? All prayers are heard, why? Because at our deepest level, here it comes again, we're all connected. There's only one light, one mind, one source. So heard is a human concept that our prayers have to be heard, but really our prayers, our, our vibration, our energy, our intention going out to the universe where it now rests for all eternity in a field of unity. All right. So yes, they are heard and our intention of the recipient of that prayer gets it to that particular lens that expression of the light. So if you intend, okay, something funny just happened here. I'll have to talk about it in a minute. If you intend that your prayers are heard by the highest possible level by God, then that intention goes to the entire field, the light source. If you pray to a certain archangel, it still goes to the whole field because even the archangel is an expression of that one light. And yet that archangel will feel that vibration and respond to it as it serves the greater good. So for example, if you pray for healing of an illness, perhaps there's more to be learned right now from that illness. Perhaps it's better served that you do cross the veil before you might want to at your human level. This is what was meant in the previous question by does it serve the greater good? So all prayers are heard. Does it please source was the second part of that. 
Okay. The guides are saying you're putting this into human terms again. And those across the veil are beyond human pleasure and pain opposites. Across the veil, everything simply is without meaning, but what is felt, what is experienced is a loving connection. And there is appreciation and there is awareness that those in human form who are doing the prayer are reaching beyond the self, are connecting at the heart, which is what prayer is. So let's take it away from pleasing to, ah, it is good because there's an acknowledgement from the one doing the prayer that they are not alone and that help is available. Beautiful. So the funny thing that happened is when I set this down, it magnetized my little magnets and they went skittering across the desk <laughs> and grabbed on there. And my guide snagged me with that and said, talk about the magnets. So why do I have two little magnets on my desk? My desk is full of all these little tools that and reminders of our connection. So I hope you all have your little reminders too. I use these, woo, I love these, to just remind me that I am a field of energy and to expand my energy using these magnets. And another thing they want me to talk about with magnets is that our dense thoughts that float around in our energy field magnetize other like dense thoughts to it. So you have one dense thought, I'm not worthy. And that's going to pick up every little experience to validate that more. So pay attention to your thoughts. You can instantly dissolve those dense areas by flooding it with light. So many tools we have to share with you. I hope you'll check out my website. Oh, speaking of that, right? We could talk about the app. We could talk about the app. Yes. Do you know about the new Awakened Way app? So it's thousands of daily messages from my guides in one place right here on your phone. I'll pull it up. Here it is down here. It's absolutely beautiful. And you can scroll through the daily messages and save some to your favorite place. I have people that print these out and they say they have a folder of their favorites. Well, now you can just pull them up in an instant. And let's see, Beverly Lynette, what's your favorite feature? I love the little ask a question, like ask spirit, press the inspire button and there it comes. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's like an Oracle card, but it's on my phone. It's not big and clunky. It doesn't have to be shuffled. <laughs> That's that right. One. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Ask the question. And yeah. yes, this is an advertisement, but the app is completely free. No strings attached. Not going to ask for money once you're in it. It is our gift, Spirit's gift to you. The three of us with JS, my IT guru, JS Mitha, who developed it, have been working on this for months. And we are so, so excited that it's available now through the Apple Store or Google Play. And it's doing beautifully. People love it. We love it. And we are so happy to give that gift to you. Yay. Okay. Uh, let me see. Do I take a caller or one of you? Go? Let's see. Well, I didn't catch that, that one in time. So Lynette, we'll take a question from you. 
<laughs> Sorry We're about gonna that. We're going to get a little quirky here. Oh, no. Not quirky. Mildly quirky. Are okay. most of the UFO sightings real? <clears throat> and if any are real, what mission are these beings on? What purpose is there to uh, UFOs? You are really going to ask me about UFOs, huh? <laughs> we don't go there. <laughs> Whoops. Hang on a sec. Hang on, because I just knocked my camera off. Are you there? <laughs> Maybe it was an inhabitant from a UFO. Oh my gosh, you're really gone. <laughs> Maybe it was a UFO. <laughs> Well, either way, if you can't find the app um, on, on your phone or you have any problems with it, uh, you can go to Suzanne's website and SuzanneGiesman.com uh, slash Awakened Way app. And you can uh, create your account there and then uh, open it up on your phone. And oh, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do I say to all of that? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting. interesting. <laughs> you know what? I? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell you that I simply am not supposed to address UFOs. I'm not we answering We decided that. the little green man knocked you out. <laughs> And I say it's spirit saying, just don't go there. They told me from day one, and you two know this, stick to the basics, teach only love. Okay. All right. Let's see. I want to switch back to my other camera. That one makes me look terrible. Give me just a sec. Throw up your red fingernails again. <laughs> Everybody can tell that we do not rehearse these shows. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it as it is. All right. So, Lynette, you that was your question. Thank you very much for that question. We'll move on to Bev. Okay. Um, this is uh, an anonymous, uh, I don't know the name of the person who asked it, but how do we send love and heal others and not deplete our own energy emotionally or physically? Uh, really nice question. Okay, you realize that the love and the energy that you're sending is not coming from your physical being. You are a conduit, a channel for the life force that is energizing you. It's flowing through you, yet it is this, uh, the guides say, endless, bottomless wellspring. So what you do is you visualize this shaft of white light through which spirit is flowing and it flows from above from the cosmos and then you also pull in energy from the earth from below so you picture this ongoing flow of energy and then you allow some of it to flow through you without depleting you it's an intention it's an awareness that this is really how it works and you simply continue to send that love from the heart holding the awareness that because you're helping to heal others you are healed in return okay all right, great. You guys talk for just a second. 
because I want to change my camera again. I look washed out. Not that anybody cares. <laughs> All right. Lynette, talk for just a sec. Well, I will just talk about a lovely question that I have coming up to redeem myself from the UFO question about animals, pets in particular. And that's, I hope, that we'll okay. get to fit that one in by the end of the hour. That's fine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, I know what happened. Ah, hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please forgive me, everybody. It was the lights. Yeah. Ta-da. Okay. All right. So pet questions we love. Let's do it. Yes. Can our pets reincarnate as a different type of animal? For instance, can my dog come back as a cat? Would my household pets come back as like a wild animal or a farm, domesticated farm animal? Do those souls recycle out of their types? Okay. All right. I know what Spirit has told me about this in the past. I'm getting a little bit. Let me just ask them now. Okay. Yeah. They say that it is, you would understand a group soul for one type of animal. And that energy of the experience that your pet had, say, as a guinea pig. Interesting choice. A guinea pig experiences life in that thought form. And that soul energy goes back into the guinea pig soul of the group and would come forth again as a guinea pig because it's the evolution of guinea pig species that's going on through that energy. But just remember, it's love is love and it's all source. So it's going to source. Joy is going to show up for each of us exactly as we need it. So when you say that this animal reflects the same kind of loving energy as that other animal of a different species, well, no wonder, because it's all coming from the same source. All right. I'm going to take one more caller before we end the show. So is there anything we need to talk about as far as upcoming events? Anybody want to call in? Last chance. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's so good. Never, never mind. We're going to don't call in anymore, please. We're going to take this call from Texas and then we'll answer one or two more from Bev and Lynette from people on YouTube and Facebook. Hello in El Paso. Who is calling? Hi, Suzanne. This is Anna. How are you? I'm great, Anna. Welcome back to the show. I believe you've called before, right? Many times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how can we help you today? Well, I have a question. My mother passed away uh, last August. She had an embolism, and I was the one that had to decide, uh, you know, to get her off liquids and food. And the next day, she was quite alert and conscious that she couldn't speak or swallow, but they told me it was better to leave her that way. They took her to hospice. And I always felt like this uh, uncertainty, uh, if this decision was okay, if she suffered a lot. Well, she was once in hospice, they, you know, they give them something to sleep and for pain, but they're not conscious anymore. So I never knew, if, you know, always felt some kind of skill. Okay. I'm so glad you called because we can, hopefully the answer from spirit right now will help you, but also help many people who are listening, who are in the same situation. Okay. I had a tremendously transformative experience when I connected with the soul of a woman who was in a coma and her friends wanted to know if it was okay to disconnect her from life support. 
I didn't want to take responsibility for giving that answer. What if I was wrong? But she gave so much information to validate that we were really talking to her, that evidential information that, that I could not have known. We knew we were talking to her soul. So I asked her, what are your wishes? Should your friends, you know, disconnect you from life support? And her answer, Anna and everybody just stunned me in its simplicity and it's how obvious it was. She said, if it's your time, no, if it's my time, I'll stay. No, I'm getting it wrong. I'm tired. <laughs> if it's my time, I'll go. If it's not, I'll stay. Okay. And that told me that it's totally up to spirit, the soul, the greater good. And it tells me that we have so many beautiful healthcare workers and helpers of many kinds who go to heroic measures, first responders, to save somebody's life and then feel responsible when it doesn't happen. This is out of our hands at a higher level that many times we just can't imagine. And I know if we talk to health practitioners, many of them would say, you know, I had a pa two patients with similar symptoms. Why did one die then and the other didn't? Why could I save this person with a cardiac arrest and I couldn't save that one? It's because the soul decides. The soul decides when to go. And sometimes people would say, well, why would my loved one decide to go then? We all love each other. They know I need them. Think bigger picture. Think greater good. What did we talk about earlier with? We had we have opportunities to continue growing across the veil. And those of us here have so much to learn and, and, and many choices to make about love by being here. And the other one is across the veil. So we must get out of our human stories and see from the higher perspective mm -hmm. to understand these are things are out of our hands. And then another way I would like you to look at this, absolutely everybody, is motive. What was your motive in making that decision? Any decision that you made, it came from your heart, right? Okay. And any decision you make that comes from the heart always comes with the des desire to help. And it comes from a place of love. When you can look back and know that you made the best decision at that time based on the best information available at that time, then forgive yourself and know that your loved ones know you came from that place. All right? Okay, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. You are just so loved. It's just a blessing that we all are. Okay, your mom is just fine. Okay, Thank you so alrighty. Much. Bye bye. I feel that's a great way to end the program, don't you, girls? Yeah. Look, we had a big crowd showed up here. About a thousand people live. Can you all feel the love? Can you feel the energy? Just awesome. Annette and Bev, thank you for helping to moderate this. We had a little bit of levity there, a little frivolity, a little bit of flub ups. Because <laughs> we're real. <laughs> that is true. We are very real. And I didn't drop any F-bombs, just love bombs. <laughs> Suzanne, some people are asking, how do they find out about these podcasts uh, in advance? You tell them, Bev. <laughs> okay. You can sign up to uh, receive notice in two or three days before the podcast because they're they're not on a standard schedule. So if you go to um, 
Suzanne's website right on the homepage. You will you will see uh, where you can sign up. Is it, is it right on the homepage, Beth? Where is it right on the Pardon homepage? Me? Lynette, you know where it is, right? Is oh. it, where is it on the homepage? I'm actually having to look. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, it, it's actually wherever you, we have our form on the contact page. Um, there's up in the menu, it says connect with Suzanne. Okay. And uh, wherever you get to that form, there will be an option to sign up for the podcast. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anywhere to sign up for my newsletter, there'll be a form mm -hmm. and you don't have, you can choose. I don't want your, every one of your emails, although they're always filled with lovely gifts. Gift means free, free information, <laughs> free resources all the time. and. You can choose, I want the Daily Way messages or I want to be notified about podcasts. So lovely Lynette handles the these podcasts. And like Bev said, two days before every show, we send an email out to um, several thousand people want to be notified in advance. Yeah, and then the rest of you are lucky enough to just stumble upon it. Or uh, we also post it on YouTube a couple of days. No, not YouTube, Facebook, on my Facebook page a couple of days in advance. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, thank you, Bev and Lynette. We do these Q&A sessions maybe every three or four shows. Then I have special guests in between. All, the, all of those shows are on all the major podcast platforms and also archived and on my YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. All right, everybody, I thank you for sending me this energy. I'm gonna have to go get balanced because I cannot remain this high and function tomorrow. It's all the love. And I thank you so much. We'll see you here next time. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.